Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What's up, y'all? T-Bob Bear here, host of Snaps, presented by FanDuel. And we all know football season's rolling right along. It's kind of sad, already halfway through. And there's no better place to get in on the action than at FanDuel. Okay, the app is awesome, man. It's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use. The boost that they always got. I mean, I love the Thursday night same-game parlay. Just $10 free. You just get a free $10 bet for a same-game parlay. Juice it up as much as you want, right? That's just one of many exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid quickly. And there's so many ways to play. Spread, money line, over, unders, totals, props, everything. And then if you're like me, you procrastinate, you lose check of time, you can even jump into the action during the game with live betting. So use the promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. Yo, what up, what up, what up? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps here on the Volume Sports YouTube channel, Podcast Network. Shout out to Papa Colin Cowherd for making this happen. We talk college football every single day, man, and uh, we love it, and it's super fun, and we hope that you are loving it too, and if you are loving it, of which we are learning and meeting and hanging out with more of y'all every single day here on the Volume Sports channel, YouTube 
uh, channel. You can get right in there in the chat with us. We got Yap, it's me, y'all. Andy J hanging out. Bilbo T Baggins, A Barge, and the boys and girls. Uh, come hang out with us. It's a lot of fun, and we got a lot of fun to get to today. I got a few things that got me pretty fired up that I want to get into today. But first, let's introduce uh, ourselves. I am T-Bob Hebert, uh, and as always, I am joined by SEC record holder, QB1 himself, UGA's finest, Mr. Aaron Furry-Murray. Aaron, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's everyone in the chat, everyone listening live or in the future? Uh, tonight begins like a five-day uh, uh, Halloween celebration for, for Little Man. So I'm kind of oh, excited. Yeah? We, we have we have a event tonight we have an event tomorrow night sharon has an event at our office on friday oh that's a badass helmet and obviously we have events all weekend long so um the amount of candy that will be consumed by the murray household is going to be on a different level but that's a badass uh, helmet T-Bob. yeah i agree by the way i just put on my custom lsu mando helmet that an alabama fan actually made me um damon one kenobi he's 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 a great guy um but yeah no i've gone through it as well aaron uh sunday we went to city park in new orleans and had our first halloween event a little trick-or-treating a little fun so uh i'm pretty excited i got a ghostbusters costume coming in to wear on the show and then i will be painting myself blue come monday night to go do some uh trick-or-treating as the genie from aladdin which um i am uh, very excited about what are you dressing up as aaron I think we're doing a whole Harry Potter theme for Halloween. I'm Harry Potter. Maddox is Harry Potter. Sharon okay, is um, Cho Chang. Which you mean at that point you're just like a female? I mean, you're just a female Hogwarts student. Like, like I yeah. one thing about Potter, they don't really differentiate a lot of the female characters if you're not named Hermione. No, my 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 biggest my I like Halloween a lot. The problem with Halloween and me, it's I, I, I have literally the worst sweet tooth in America. Like I see candy, I have no self control. I can't. I, I'm not the person that just has one, one Kit Kat or one, whatever it is. Like I'm having twenty. I'm having the entire bag. So like I will consume hundreds of grams of sugars in about twenty minutes. So um, Maddox will be pissed off because he'll wake up like tomorrow morning and the candy that he gets tonight will be in my stomach. So uh, I will apologize to a- him now. Have you noticed in your older age? Does it does it mess up your stomach teeth that much, Candy? Do you have gastrointestinal issues? <laughs> I do not, not yet. No, uh, not that bad. Because I like um, the good thing is like I'll fast today. Like I I I, will, I won't fast all day, but like I won't eat as much in anticipation of the crap show tonight. But there is one candy that I'm feeling lately, which is a little healthier. Is uh, have you had a take five before? Uh I think so uh, are they healthy but i, healthy I guess i never thought of them being healthy less chocolate and a more of a pretzel inside of the chocolate so it's a hmm. i would say slightly healthier yeah try it yeah i For suppose so no go um, get you a take five reese's it's a i would i i'm thinking maybe i'm gonna go look at like the back of it and it's gonna actually probably be worse but in my head, I'm like, oh, there's a pretzel in here, so it can't be as bad. <laughs> I mean, okay, I was going to say, I do feel like that's basically the logic that you nailed down. I don't know if that checks out exactly. Okay, last thing here, problem, and then we'll get to the show. Uh, Aaron, are you a – give me your top candy, number one, with a bullet, and are you a candy-in-the-fridge guy? A little press conference 
uh, faux pas here mm -hmm. as I've given you a double question. Uh, my favorite candy is the Take Five. Love the Take Five. Oh, uh, wow. Or some Reese's Pieces. Love some Reese's Pieces. And I'll one up you, T Bob. I'm more of a chocolate in the freezer kind of guy, not yeah. chocolate in the fridge kind of guy. Yes. yes. Like some frozen Reese's uh, Pieces. Phenomenal. Yep. Uh, I agree. Yep. Um, I think I'm more of a fridge guy, though, maybe with some like a Snickers uh, or Reese's. I think they, they, they may do better in the freezer, but any sweets. I even like my chocolate chip cookies out of the fridge. And uh, do you know what my number one candy with a bullet is? Almond Joy. I cannot get enough uh, of that chocolate uh, and coconut uh, with a little. See, uh, that's the best part. Nobody else wants their Almond Joys, and I'm out here mm. sitting on – I mean, I'm catching all the runoff. Give me all the Almond Joy runoff. It's great to be a nut, uh, which is why you're here with us hanging out on uh, Snaps. Let's go ahead and get into the rundown today. Um, we're going to talk about the playoff. Imagine that. We're a week away from the first rankings. It is really kind of wild to think about all the different scenarios that could maybe – play out here i have one very clear simple clean cut uh situation i want to run through and then we'll get into our own predictions as well uh we're going to make fun of brian harson as he's either quiet quitting loud quitting or just coaching his damn football team but either way there is massive trouble on the planes right now uh are you buying or selling sark at texas and i know this is a topic that kind of comes up week to week, but it's tied into a story that we'll get to that just makes me infinitely angry and proves that everything that is wrong with Texas. And then we got our whiteboards. We will use our words. Uh, all right, let's dive into playoff here. Um, how, 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 how do you want to start this? Do you want to give us your top four off the bat or would you rather run through a couple scenarios and then we'll give our top fours at the end? Uh, I'm thinking kind of what I was thinking is what, what, what would it be next week? Like, like we're, we're hmm. kind of predicting and projecting like what we anticipate happening this weekend. And then come next week when we do get the first playoff rankings, what exactly are we going to see on those rankings? So that's you, this is, you, you are the, you are the head host though. So I will let you run with what you want to feel like, but okay. kind of okay. like, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to put myself in the minds of the playoff committee like i we've seen and that's yeah. the great thing about the playoff committee like they've been able to sit back which is why i hate the ap poll because when the ap poll comes out it, it, it it's a pain in the butt to change it they should i would love for it to be a few weeks later in the season that way you can really digest like what does a team look like did a team really rebuild or do they not fix a certain position are they not as good as or as deep where the committee kind of sits back they get more than half the season to to, to make these evaluations they get to see some big time, some big time football games, and then say, "Okay, this is where we're at right now." And obviously, we'll get some adjustments as the rest of the season goes on. But you know, for next week, anticipating what we think will happen this weekend, you know, I or or I'll say this: like if, if the if the committee was making their top four this week, this is how I personally would rank them uh, for teams that I think would be getting in. Um, one one Ohio State two Georgia, three Tennessee, four Michigan. Um, mm. That 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 to me is obviously very unrealistic because you got two teams from the Big Ten, you got two teams from the SEC. We don't anticipate that happening. But as of right now, if I'm the committee, 
those are my top four that I'm putting in there for for if the playoffs were tomorrow. So okay, so that so that is that is kind of the thing though, right? That does call to mind one of the potential weird situations that you could end up with where uh let's just say like like here is probably <clears throat> here is probably the cleanest situation out there. Let's say you have undefeated Ohio State, undefeated Georgia. <clears throat> By extension, you have a one-loss Tennessee and a one-loss Michigan whose only losses are to Ohio State and Georgia. In my opinion, uh, even though they could be top four in the first playoff rankings, whatever, Aaron, I, I mean, that could never happen. You'll never have two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams get in unless everybody else is a two-loss conference champion, which we look at this year, uh, will not be the case. And so I wonder in a weird way, in some sort of conference proxy war, where those two teams, Tennessee and Michigan, kind of, do they end up kind of canceling each other out? Because you can't put one over the other because they both have, um, you know, really kind of equivalent claims. And, and granted, you could maybe get into a bit of nuance about Tennessee's schedule being harder, but there may be a level of nuance that I'm not sure that people are going to want to engage with. Here's what I would ask you, Aaron, because to me, this is the simplest, cleanest, and yet one of the most intriguing type of situations and one of the best examples of why we need an expanded playoff. You've undefeated UGA, undefeated Ohio State, undefeated Clemson. I know it's rare, and we'll get into predictions. Like, I still don't believe in Clemson, but let's just give him the benefit of the doubt here because Dabo is actually has, like, an incredible record in one-score games in his career. He just finds a way to win these things. Uh, so you have those three with one spot remaining. You'd have a one-loss Tennessee a one-loss Michigan, you could have a one-loss Big 12 champion and a one-loss Pac-12 champion. What in the world do you do if that is the case? Like, let's say it's Oregon That's and tough. Um, TCU or Oklahoma State. They could almost be placeholders yeah, for one yeah. another. I don't, think, I don't think it matters. I, um, I think a lot has to do with, well, first thing, it's like what what is the loss for both Tennessee and Michigan look like? You know, for for both of them, and I would say close games. I would Make it as sexy them. as possible. Say yeah. they are close games. Yeah, three three score three point games. You know, and and both on the road too. So you take that into account. You know, Michigan has to go on the road to Ohio State. Tennessee has to go on the road to Alabama. Um, I would at that point just to knock one of those teams out of the the equation. I would put Tennessee over uh, Michigan. You know, one you you beat you beat Alabama. Uh, your resume is better. Uh, beating Georgia in Athens, who would be ranked the number one team in the nation. Why it's a one or two difference uh, between Ohio State being the number two team in the country. That That's a little bit, I would say, in favor of Tennessee. So overall schedule and resume would put Tennessee ahead of Michigan. So we're going to knock Michigan out of the conversation. Would Tennessee now go in ahead of a one-loss Pac-12 or a one-loss Big 12 team? I would, I uh, and I think that's the conversation you have to have. Like at the end of the day, when you're in that room, and a lot of times when the committee's meeting, the question becomes: if these teams meet on a neutral site, a la Tennessee versus Oregon, what would the committee say? Well, Oregon got their ass beat by Georgia. They they got embarrassed. Yes, it was the first game of the season. Tennessee went on the road to Athens and made it a a, a three three score game. Who would win if we put those two teams on the same field? I think most people would agree Tennessee would win that football game. Who would win if Tennessee faced TCU or Oklahoma State, a one-loss Big 12 champion? 
I would say Tennessee is the better football team and would win those games. That's how I view it. I think that's how the, the committee views it in certain, certain, certain situations and how they should. But I, I think it's going to be hard to put two SEC teams in in back-to-back years when it's not the situation we had last year where Alabama won as a one-loss team, Georgia was undefeated, and, and, and still was considered probably the best team in the country heading into the playoffs. So a little bit different in that case. But once again, if you want to go purely of matchup to matchup, Tennessee's a better football team than I think any of the teams that would come out of the Pac-12 or Big 12 if they make it a competitive game in Athens next weekend. See, this is, but this is kind of my entire problem <clears throat> with the whole deal and why you desperately need an extended playoff is that, sure, you can tell me that Tennessee is better than a one-loss Oregon that won every single game, including a Pac-12 championship after getting blown out by Georgia game one. You can tell me that, but I can't trust that you actually know that. Like, you can tell me that they would be better than a one-loss Oklahoma State or one-loss TCU that won the Big 12, a conference that right now is arguably even better than the Big 10. Like, sure, you can tell me that, but we don't know that. Like, every weekend we are blown away by some of the unexpected results that we see in college football. Like, I found this pretty fascinating. I'm reading uh, Connolly's uh, piece today on, like, you know, these six remaining undefeated teams and – um, the kind of the chances, you know, who are the best teams they're in. And he has a crazy kind of throwaway line where he basically says, according to his system. So that's all these are is systems, right? Uh, but he says only, and don't get too married to the number here, but he says only a 28% chance that the five of the undefeated, so Clemson is out today, so that the five undefeateds all remain unbeaten coming out of this weekend. Think about that. Only a 28% chance. Even if you want to make it 30, 35, whatever. My point is, he is saying it's more likely than not that we see one of these undefeated teams lose this weekend. And yet, when we look, we would all say that they are clearly better than the team they are playing. So who is going to screw up and lose? And can that not happen on the bigger stage? And so I don't give a damn if Tennessee's – if you don't win a conference championship and you have these same losses – as a conference champion out of the Big 12 or Pac-12, not the ACC, but out of the Big 12 or Pac-12, I think it is absurd to put that Tennessee team over them. But you know it would be way tighter if we just had a 12-team playoff and we got all the Power 5 champs in there and uh, any other, you know, and like a one-loss Oklahoma State or something like that or a, or a USC maybe with one or two losses. Like, that's how we should actually be solving this, not you telling me, no, no, no. Tennessee's a better team. Trust me. Watch the film. Why? Well, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like, you, I know you, I mean, you love can't the know. You can't algorithm. know. Okay. T-Bob. Right now, the best four teams in America, as of right now, the teams that are playing the best, that have the best talent, that to me deserve a spot in the playoffs if they happen, were the four teams I gave you. I think little. Unless you're a Clemson fan, I don't think there's there's much argument, right? Right now, who is Michigan? Ohio State what does Michigan, Michigan earn? Michigan ain't earned shit. You beat a Penn State team that other people have already beaten. Get the hell out of here. You beat a Penn State team that Purdue what took do you mean? to the Penn wire. State has only you one beat, loss this season. I don't care. Yeah, I, I give them two losses because they should have lost to Purdue and their quarterback Sean they Clifford. That counts for a loss. They won loss. That counts they for a loss. loss. Aaron, you you're you're smiling. You know I'm right. Michigan no, has I'm, played I'm the weakest ass schedule in the losses. country. 
I'm smiling because you said they had multiple losses when they only have one loss, and that one loss was an absolute ass beating by Michigan. Michigan and Ohio State are elite football teams. And then someone in the chat asked me, why are you in love with Ohio State so much? Because of their offense. Because in an era where offenses are dominating, I know last year was a little bit different with Georgia, but I still think if Alabama was healthy in that football game, it would have been a lot different showing. Go back to what happened in the SEC Championship game. Alabama dominated on offense with those receivers when they were healthy. So could have been a big-time different outcome if you had two of the best receivers, especially the best receiver in America who didn't tear his ACL there in the second quarter. If you have an offense and you have an elite quarterback and you have elite receivers, which Ohio State does have, they're going to be favored and they're going to win a lot of football games, plus their defense, which I know you argue they haven't faced anyone. But when you watch who they have faced and you turn on the film, they are improved and they are an improved unit. So, yes, Ohio State to me is the most complete team in America. Michigan is a very good football team. They're playing extremely well on defense. They're running the ball. They got a great offensive line. They got a great running back in quorum. And their quarterback, I still is a little bit iffy, but he's making plays. He's accurate. He's taking care of the football. Georgia, elite. Tennessee, same thing I talk about the offense. I think their defense is better than what people are saying they are. Um, they're not elite. They're not great. They're they're good. But their offense is elite. And their offense can handle that right now. So right now, to me, Clemson has issues, I think, on both sides. And then everyone else has issues. TCU should have lost the past two games. You want to talk about Michigan or Michigan and Penn State should have lost? Michigan games? hasn't played TCU anybody. You can't lose benefited. a game if you don't play anybody. If, if, if you play only shitty teams, uh, good. You should dominate every game. But that that's at the end of the day. Like, if you're going to play lesser opponents, you better dominate. And they're doing that. Just like Ohio State. Like, if your schedule is not – if your schedule is lacking top-tier uh, opponents – then dominate. Leave no question out there. And 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 it's kind of the, the the thought process I had with Ohio State to start the week off was, yeah, they're placing a a one of the worst offenses in America versus Iowa, but they only get like gave up three points. Like they did what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to dominate. They're supposed to score a lot of points, and they were supposed to shut the offense out. They checked off all those boxes. So at the end of the day, when they face each other at the end of the season, and if it is a competitive game that is a one score game. I would still consider Michigan one of the top four teams in America. And that is the goal of the committee. Put the top four teams in America in a playoff situation. Not, hey, you won your conference championship. Let's put you in. That That, that is this not is, this, the goal. This is my point, though. This is my entire point. If they both have one loss and one is a conference champion, one is not – we are are we not falling to hubris by just declaring that we know who is better you can think you know but that's why you have to play the game and an extra game should matter especially one against the second best team in your conference that you had to go out and win that should matter it should be at a certain point of what you do like again like i said there are upsets that shock us every single week in this sport like let's watch this weekend Let's watch this weekend. See if all these undefeated teams make it unscathed. Because definitely Florida, I mean, Georgia should smoke Florida. Ohio State should smoke Penn State. TCU should smoke West Virginia. Uh, Clemson's off this week. Tennessee should handle Kentucky. If this is a playoff selection committee, we would choose all those teams. Watch and see if one of them doesn't get upset. I mean, that's all I'm saying. It just I hate this idea that we get just know who is better. They have to win the games. I'm not saying like at the end of the day, there's still 
five weeks of of bringing in information to decide if these teams are deserving to get into the playoffs or not. Like Tennessee has to go on the road to Athens. I mean, shoot, first off, Kentucky's a good football team. They're better. Tennessee's better. They're 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 a twelve and a half point favorite right now, I believe. They should win that game. But if they go on the road to Athens and look impressive, I think that is a a, a extremely quality loss. Obviously a better loss yep. to Georgia on the road than Oregon getting their ass whooped by Georgia. Yeah, the but timing matters, but timing matters. And that would be an Oregon team that had then rattled off like 12 in a row. And a comment. look, we're getting, we're getting a little deep in the weeds. I, 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 I understand where issues. you're saying. I think there's two issues. I think there's two issues at the end of the day. One. Yeah. I think an issue that I'm hoping the sec solves and, 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 you know, cause there was a, Hey, you're bringing in two more teams. You get 16. Are we going to go to the pods? Are we not going to go to the pods? Whatever it is which I don't think they're actually going to go to the pods anymore based on kind of some of the stuff we're hearing. There no, needs to be like the situation like the Big 12, like the Pac-12, the two top teams in your conference play for the conference championship game. Because that solves the yeah. issue right there. That solves, that solves the issue for the Big 10, and I think that solves the issue for the SEC. Because now all of a sudden, even if Tennessee loses versus Georgia, you would still get a rematch of Tennessee versus Georgia in the SEC championship game. Michigan loses to Ohio State, you would still get a rematch saying Michigan beats Illinois the week before. You would get a, a rematch of that Big Ten championship. That would then help decide who moves on to the playoffs. So first things first, get rid of divisions and conferences. I think that is the, the, the stupidest thing because you're telling me a one-loss Tennessee that goes on the road to Athens doesn't deserve a chance to make it to the playoffs if they make that game competitive. Same thing for Michigan. Get rid of divisions. And then second, which is going to happen, you need to obviously expand the playoffs to give these teams an opportunity expand. to get in if you don't win your win your conference. So it, it sucks. There's no great answer, or there's there's no great answer right now, but there does seem to be obviously great answers coming in the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, expanding the playoffs the answer, right? Because then all yeah. this talk of like we think they're the better team. Oh, well, then we don't have to think. We actually get to watch them play. What a novel concept. Imagine that. That'd be so good. Um Okay, uh, okay. If, if if you're predicting today, I'm gonna go with my heart a little bit. This is what I want. Okay, I want Ohio State. I want the winner of UGA Tennessee. I want either TC Oklahoma State, and I want Oregon. I want Clemson to screw up, and I want to have four different comp conference champions in that Final Four and watch them battle it out. Uh, what, what, do, do you right have now, right now, Bob, right yes. now. If the committee came out with the ranking this week, I know it's next week, but as of right now, where would it stand? No, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed the top four. That would be the top four because they would be banking on that. Obviously, it'd be like, you know, winner of Ohio State, Michigan, they're going to knock each other out. Uh, and, and that's the other thing. A lot of this has ways of taking care of itself. Like Oregon shouldn't yeah. screw up, right? They have they have um they, they they have they have Utah and Washington at home, which are by far their two most challenging remaining games. And a uh, a Pac-12 championship, but we've seen it before. You know, a one-loss Utah was on the cusp of the playoff the other year, and then they lose 35-14 yep. in the conference championship, which, again, is why you have to reward conference champions in these situations, because if you don't play in that game, you're not at risk of that extra loss. Um, you know what, though? This is also why the playoff is successful, because we're sitting here just bitching about it, and we yeah. are weeks away from it. So, I, I, we'll watch I'm, the I'm football before. I'm, I'm close to like, so I, I kind of gave my what it would be if it came out this week, in my opinion. And, and what I'm projecting it will be at the end of the day is one Georgia, 
because of the schedule. Like if you beat Tennessee and then you go beat Alabama, I think the committee will put Georgia at one. One Georgia, yep. two Ohio State, three Clemson. Yep. I just don't see Clemson slipping off. I know. I'm sorry. I just I, I, I know. we all do. Everyone in their in their mother, unless you 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 you're a Clemson fan, wants they're like literally the most hated team in America, wants Clemson to lose, but Clemson will most likely win out. Clemson three. Uh, and then I think Oregon four. I think I do. I think Oregon runs the table. Uh, they, okay, they one little, one, one quick, quick question here. If you had a one loss Big Twelve champion, one loss Pac twelve champion, who are you putting in? Who's who? I think I think brands matter. Who's the Big Twelve champion? Is it TCU? Is it Oklahoma State? Because I would put. I would think. Man. Yeah, I would. I'd say Oregon either. I feel like their brands are pretty equivocal. See, yeah, I, I agree with that. I would. I, well, then I still think there's still a path for USC, UCLA to also win the Pac-12 with one loss. So I think the issue with the Big 12 is right now their big brands aren't the ones competing. And I think that does matter when within the committee guys. Like if you have a yeah, one-loss Oregon, USC, stuck. UCLA, yeah, versus a one-loss TCU or Oklahoma State, any one of those one-loss Pac-12 teams is getting in over the Big 12. If you put – and I love Bill Hancock, okay – but if Bill Hancock and company would put UCLA over a one-loss Big 12 team when I think the Big 12 is objectively better than the Pac-12 this year, uh, we would have are to kill though? Bill. Are they, though? Are they, though? Um, yeah, they I though? think so. I think top to bottom, yeah, top to I bottom, I think, that. yes. No. Top to bottom, no. I think they are the I – think, I think there's an argument made they're better than the Big 10. Top to bottom. They just don't have the superpowers of Ohio State. They're, they're more competitive. Just because everyone's beating each other up doesn't mean that they're they're elite football teams. It just means everyone's pretty We'll see during bowl like season. That. We'll see during bowl season. I, I don't yeah, think the we'll Pac 12 thing they're right home about either. I think Pac 12 has some good football. Like Pac 12 is like Clemson's or excuse me, the ACC is a joke. I don't think the Pac 12 is a joke conference. Like, I think they're good enough and have really good teams at the top to say that's a good conference. And if you win the Pac 12, mad respect to you. You know, when you got Oregon, when you got UCLA rolling, you got USC rolling, you got Utah rolling. Those four quality football teams. That's four teams. Utah rolling. I mean, five. Utah. Everybody keeps sucking on the Utes. Like they have two losses. You know, they're still in the top fifteen. They're about to have three losses. Can we get over Utah? They lost to a bad Florida team. Get the hell out of here, dude! I'm so done with Utah. Um, they lost freaking Utes, the first dude. game of the season, but yet. Yet you want to forgive Oregon for losing the first game of the season on the road. I mean, come on, T-Bone. Uh, yeah, because they lost to Georgia, not Florida. Duh. And it's clearly a yeah, different loss uh, Oregon complete, team. Their loss was a complete ass whooping. A complete yeah, ass whooping. You talk about their ass whooping by UCLA. Court. They had like 500 people in the stands. Get the hell out of here. Okay, okay, look. I'll get Danny started one, on the uh, Kill Bill poster with you two right now. <laughs> please please don't let it get back to bill hancock that i said to kill him because he's a very sweet man he's got the most incredible country southern gentleman accent of eh, all time he's not like that he's sweet so apparently kind. if you're talking about uh you know murdering him. killing him uh, i do i do we'll want to take man. that i do want to go i do want to go to that i was i was asked to go to the the two-day seminar of like what it is like to be in that room um, oh you have to go dude yeah, but I didn't want to miss snaps. So it's like during the middle of the week. What? I don't care. Yeah. I can do snaps. You have to. We need you as like a snaps insider to to get us that information. I would be like, 
no, the value that our show gave. It's like a crash course on like how do they make how does the process work? No, that's like exactly actually, that's what I'm exactly for. why you should have gone. Yeah, wait, did it already I'm happen? Sorry I have yes. job and commitments no! that that I don't want to leave T Bob high and dry. I'm a good no! coach. No, dude, never co-host. use me as an excuse. The value you could have brought to the show from the sausage making information would have been way above just us yelling right, at each right, other right, about right, almond right, joys right. and uh, take fives. <laughs> next year, next year. Oh next year, man. Next year. Um, all right, all right, all right. Look, this is why this all works. The playoff thing because look at look at all the different answers that it gets. Okay, we just like talked about Utah. Right me too. I am actually am too. From one alleged Mormon to another. Brian Harson is back in the news as uh bruh. I mean, I know we've clowned a lot of A&M on this show, but I mean, it's also time to clown Brian Harson in Auburn. I have never seen anything like this. And granted, we live in a time where college football has never been quite like this. When you're talking about transfer latitude, right? How easy it is for guys to find their fortune elsewhere. Uh, with the news, that Auburn cornerback A.D. Diamond is leaving the program. Auburn has lost nine of its 18 commits from the 2021 class. That is right. The most recent Brian Harson class has now lost fully 50% of the class to the transfer portal, uh, five of the top 10 players of the class. And how about this, Aaron? Since Brian Harson took over as Auburn Tiger head coach 21 months ago, he has had 31 scholarship players transfer out. 21 months, 31 players. We're we're getting into like one and a half players a month territory here, Aaron. This is insane. Uh, this this might be among the worst hires in college football history. It is uh, unreal just how I, badly – it is unreal how badly this has gone. And it's all married with the latest article that you sent us where uh, some players, seeing that Brian Harson is going to be fired and trying to maintain a year's eligibility, they want a red shirt. They want a red shirt, save their year. You know, they'll stick around at Auburn, but they want a red shirt. Brian Harson says, no way, bro. You're either with us or you can get the fuck out. And so he told them, uh, you either play or you quit. And, well, at least three of them this week are like, all right. Peace. <laughs> we out here. You will be too pretty soon, Brian. Yeah, he's in he's in effort mode right now. I mean, it, it, we all know he's gone. Uh, I, I but I do love the message though because I absolutely we saw it earlier this year with with SMU and kids wanting to essentially sit out the season uh, to save a year. And I get it from the kids' perspective; it's a business decision. But you're also a part of a team, and if if your number's called and your team needs you on offense, defense, or special teams get your ass out there and play like you have an opportunity to play sec football and your team needs you the team that you grinded with all off season and weight rooms and early morning running and all that like don't be a bitch go play football that should be a shirt right there t bob don't be a bitch go <laughs> new play snaps like, merch don't be a yeah. bitch go play football yes dude i just hate uh, so we gotta make dude, we gotta make of, snaps loves football yeah. yeah the game of college football is is in a player sense has become way more of a business than than it was when you and I played. And maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not liking this part of it. When kids are looking at me and how in my future and me and me and me before team, what do we always say? Big team, little me. 
right now in college football, oh. it's big me, little team. That's what it is. And it's sad. Like, I hate to see that. Like it's come to this where a coach says, no, like we need you to go play. We need you on this field. Your teammate needs you get your ass out there or leave. I love the message. I really do. Because these guys, look, it's all I, about me, man. It, it sucks. I, I understand. I was raised in the same environment that you were, right? So I understand the, the old school mentality that you're espousing here. Um, I think the problem is it is that way at a lot of places yeah. with a functional culture and a good head coach, right? I think that Brian Harson being bad and the Auburn culture being broken and toxic is uh, the thing that kind of changes the math on a lot of this for me uh, because like these players know Brian Harson is not going to be there next year. And look, if I'm a starter, I'm not doing this Aaron, but if you got me just playing special teams and I'm kind of reading the room, I'm like, Harson's not going to be here. Do I want to be here? And then Harson's like, well, if you don't want to play quit, I quickly realized how I could maybe arrive at the, uh, okay, I'll walk away then. Um, and, and, and I feel you. But but like it, it's a situation though that quite simply I don't know about you I never had to be in like there was never any no. I, I, idea that we were in some kind of uh, hot water in that regard and like my every year in my playing career I thought that we were legitimately competing for championships and so the motivation was always very clear as was the responsibility to yourself and your brothers but in a day and age where 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 now eligibility can quite literally mean money like monetary income. I think you do have to be more conscious about managing your career correctly. And yeah, you got me effed up. If you think I'm going to go be the PP on punt team and burn a year of eligibility for Brian Harson, who admittedly, I don't have any great reason to dislike beyond the fact that I just think he looks like an asshole. I, and I, and I, you know, I get that that's on me. I think, and I, I'm probably telling I, I think, I think he's a, I think he's a good, I think Harson's a good coach that, just like any Auburn coach is put into a bad situation because expectations are way too high for that school. When, when, when Nick Saban, Alabama is in the same state and, and no one knew who the hell he was. I mean, if you literally pulled Auburn fans, say you pulled 200 Auburn fans or hundred Auburn fans, when, when Brian Harson got hired, I guarantee you 50%, if not more, would be like, who the hell did we just hire? He wasn't yeah, a big time name. I like, was, unless you I watch Mountain West I, football, like late night Mountain <laughs> West football on CBS Sports Network, like you don't know who Brian Harson is or was. So he like he wasn't know the was. fan favorite hire. Yeah, you don't even know who he is. No, no. Yeah. like before I did snaps, my actual national college football info knowledge was um, not not the best. Uh, I, I I would say, and so no, and I heard it, I was like, who? Had to go look him up. Looked him up, immediately hated him. Uh, look, look, Aaron, you know what? You know what? Okay, don't don't squint your eyes at me. I mean, I do like it. You do like a little smoky you eye thing that man. looks pretty sexy. You yeah, look, you look pretty sexy. I see why you did so well in the KD house to the point of getting banned back in the day. But um, that's for anybody who listened to the AMP show earlier today. Listen to us on AMP every day at noon. Uh, but and you know what's funny about that nah. story? What? My wife was a KD. This is before I got to Georgia. She was a KD, but <laughs> but she also did not like KD, and she she dropped out of KD after her freshman year. So there's just the, the Murray's. Okay. Did they tell her to transfer yeah. or quit? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> just for her. Yeah. Like, bitch, get out of our house. 
<laughs> you either help us with the TikTok or you get the fuck out of here, okay? Uh, I'm sorry. That was, I, there was no need to shoot a straight sororities. Um, I, you know what, man? We all got to find our tribe. Uh, and all I know is I don't want. And and you can, Aaron, Aaron, piss on my leg, but don't tell me it's raining. It's tough for me to accept the good football coach with 31 scholar players transferring out since he took over 21 uh, months ago. Yeah. That reeks of asshole. Yeah, I can smell it from a mile away. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What up, everybody? Put on your favorite game day gear because college football is here and FanDuel wants you to get in on the action. That's right. Right now, new customers get their no sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's $1,000 back in free bets if your team doesn't win. So what's up, y'all? Team up here from uh, Snaps, the volume college football show, right? Super fun. If you ever want to talk college football, come listen to Snaps. In fact, if you sign up for the FanDuel Sportsbook app, sign up with promo code snaps you're going to be eligible for what i'm talking about here and so what i would do is however much money you want to put in there right 200 300 whatever you're comfortable with um and can have fun with that's what this all is about fun you put that in there and you go all in on your bet of the weekend and guess what if it doesn't hit well don't worry you get that money back and free bets. So then, you know, then you go spin and you, you do all your bets however you want. But the point is, right, it's a way of maybe you'd like double up what you want to play with at the beginning. But it's all thanks to your friends at uh, FanDuel. And check it out. It's not just the spread, right? You can do same game parlays. You can do multiple game parlays. Uh, you can avoid uh, the, the, the numbers of tiles. You can play your runners like uh, the futures. It's all there for you at FanDuel. And they always got great deals and odds boosts going on. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sport. Sportsbook. It's because the app is easy to use. They're always giving you up. And when you win, you get paid fast. So download today, promo code SNAPS, and get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 and bet on college football all season long. All right. Speaking of things that have me pumped up and angry today, are you buying or selling Sark at Texas? I was appalled today when uh, I, I look on The Athletic, uh, which I love The Athletic, great site. I love all the college football writing team. Used to do a podcast for years with Brody Miller, who covers LSU and does some national stuff. He's fantastic. Um, but right now, Sark had to apologize at the opening of his weekly news conference, not for losing the game. He apologized for not staying on the field and singing Eyes of Texas after losing Oklahoma State. And not only did he apologize, he went prostrate. He got on his knees, Aaron Murray. Quote, I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. I made a mistake at the end of the game and not singing the Eyes of Texas when the game was done. It was not anything intentional. It's not anything that had to do with our players. I think our players just followed me up the ramp into the locker room. Obviously upset by the way the game ended and literally, obviously, I was upset by the way the game ended and literally walked off the field. So I apologize to everybody for that. That will never happen again. First off, this is everything, and I mean everything, that is wrong with Texas. A place that is so obsessed with itself that it can't get out of its own way there they, they value traditions over winning they're so up their own ass they can't actually see what's going on in front of them like the second i got that job i would have shut that shit down if you lose the game you don't sing okay you got nothing to be proud of you just got your ass kicked by oklahoma state uh I, I, once again uh another season blown despite us trying to give you another chance this is such a pathetic quote you're upset because he didn't sing the song how about you be upset because mike gundy just whooped his ass 31 24. like it's so style over substance it's so representative of the boosters running the school it's an absolute joke and it is completely completely representative of the problem of Texas. And it, it just, it, 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 it makes me so angry. You just lost the game. 
That is all that matters. That's what you are paid for, the coaches. That's what you, the players, are now paid for. You're not paid to show Texas pride and sing Eyes of Texas. Get the hell out of here. And you know what? There was like a smattering of players who stayed on the field to sing the song. I kind of think y'all are bums too because you don't really got it either. You don't got that dog in you. All you care about is being seen. All you care about is the the key, clay, the uh, cachet of Texas. You, you don't actually care about the only thing that matters, which is winning the games. Get out of here, Texas. Make me so freaking angry. I'm sorry. You feel good, bud. You feel good? You got that off your chest? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You feel good. Did I overreact? I can't help it. It, it no. literally infuriates no. me. It literally infuriates We think T-Bob is a VFL. Uh, but really, he's for the other orange, the burnt orange. Like he desperately wants Texas to be back so bad that, <laughs> that he just gets easily ticked off for things You're like this. So I get it. Right I get now. it. I, I'm no. T Bob. I, I agree with you 100 percent here. Like you are not paid to go sing and and in and be a dancing monkey in front of the fans. Like no, you're paid to go to go win football games. You're paid to coach these players to go recruit and this that and the other. Like. I don't know if I've, I don't, we don't have like a chance. I guess I, I can't really you know, speak to this too much, but like I can only say like after a loss, the only thing I wanted to do was get the hell off the field, get in the locker room yes. and smash something. Like the last thing I wanted to do yes. is go sing and dance and go entertain some fans that are left in the stands. Like, no, get me the hell off the field. Let me go be a whining baby for 24 hours. Let me go sulk and drink and do whatever else I need to do to get that loss out of my mind. And then after 24 hours, we will then regroup and figure out what the hell we need to do for the following week to win a football game. Like, I get it. Like, no one wants to, to, to go out there and do anything after a loss. Like, you work all year long. You grind yep. your butt off, whether it's a coach or a player. Yep. You, you grind all week for, for three hours, and, and the outcome doesn't go your way. Like, don't tell me I should be happy and jolly and go out there and do what you want me to do. Like, no, if I want to sulk, then I'm going to sulk. Like, this is my profession. This is my life. And um, yeah, I'm with you, man. The, the fact that, that they're well, and talking also, like, about that, like, instead of like, what do we need to do to get better to win football games is idiotic. The, the tradition doesn't matter. Winning is all that matters. That's where I get into the style yeah. over substance. Shout out Josh Rumsey for the $10 super chat. Heck yeah, man. Um... And, and look, to be clear, at LSU, we did sing after wins, and it was awesome, and I love it every win. You know we didn't do it after you got your ass kicked. You got bigger problems. Uh, all right. Um, I'm, I'm, whew, whew, I kind of flashed out there for a minute. I feel like we'll, we'll You're going to get to use school. your words? Yes, that, that's what I was about to throw it to you. Bro, uh, let's do a quick. Weeks. Let's do a quick use your words here. The quickest. All right, so Tennessee is bringing out their all-black uniforms against Kentucky. Uh, Aaron, we'll start with you because you look actually prepared today. What? Tennessee's uniforms are blank. Prepared. Shot? Tennessee's uniforms are spooky. Um, oh, shit. They are badass. They're spooky. They're badass in the perfect time to bring them out right around the holiday season. They look like a juicy pumpkin. Uh I think it's a night game, I believe. Uh, and they're playing with swagger. They're playing with juice. Hell yeah, I'm all for more all-black unis from Tennessee. Uh, yes, two things, BB. And I think Brum did imply that I'm not prepared. 
Uh, second thing, it, I didn't do they fly. look more I like right said? Do they look more like a juicy pumpkin, Aaron, <laughs> or those KDs you're with back today? And thirdly, uh, we kind of mm. had the same word. I said they look spectacular, spectacular because uh, yeah, they look awesome, dude. Like maybe it wouldn't work as well if it wasn't Halloween, but that black and orange scheme, which already does pop, but especially in the season, I love seasonally appropriate attire. Ten out of ten, love it. Tennessee rolls this weekend. All right, we next one. We, you know, we've had some disappointing coaches. Talked a lot of Jimbo. We talked some Harson today. The most disappointing coach this year, T. Bob, is well. And okay, I'm. You know, I'm saying first? okay. I, no, no, no. I'm saying that I'm just not putting Jimbo because we hold these truths to be self-evident. I'm going with it's a me, Mario, a Mario Cristobal. Did you watch Duke do the horns down, but with the U? It was one of the cool. And then the other dude did like a DDP, like bang, and like broke it over his knee. That is so embarrassing. That is such a low moment. The U is dead. I'm not sure they're ever come back. Mario Cristobal is a fraud. Huge disappointment. All right, my most disappointing coach in America is Brent Venables uh, there at Oklahoma. Oh. And, and and I get it's his first time as a head coach, but the, the issue is, I mean, this guy has been a, a one of the premier defensive coordinators in America for like you know, a decade plus. And you look at Oklahoma right now, they are second to last in the Big Ten and scoring defense, giving up 31 points per game. And they're also second to last in yards given up per game, giving up 447 yards per game. So like – you would at least think that when you showed up, you would at least have the defense yeah. playing at a better clip. So that, to me, is is a, is a little bit saddening if I'm an Oklahoma fan. Yeah, it's a great pointer. What you got, bro? All right. So game day is heading to Jackson State this week. Very cool. The place you want to see game day the most in the future is blank, Aaron. All right, so... Athens, Georgia, next weekend, number one, verse three, game day in Athens, the classic city, the greatest place on earth. Let's get wild. Uh, I mean, it's the top two of the top three teams in America. Go to Athens, have some fun. Go to uh, go to last resort uh, Friday night, get some dinner and uh, a little Cali and Tito's for lunch, maybe. Get your mind right. Let's go. There's only one answer here, Brum, and it's the best rivalry in all of college football. That's right. Oh. You see it right there. Harvard, the game. Harvard, Yale. Come on, ESPN. They might have even done it in the past. But, uh, look, you know, it's it's got a little American history, a little Americana. The games have played for over 130-plus years. Uh, you know, Boston is a, is a college town. They've got, like, 20 different colleges in there. Uh, go to Harvard. Uh, yeah. No, I, I look at it really now. Uh, they last went to, to Harvard in 2014, so it's been eight years. Okay. We can bring it back. Okay. And finally, we spent a lot of time talking about spooky season today. The best college football Halloween costume is blank. T. Bob. Don't 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 go to me. <laughs> go, go it to is Aaron blank, Aaron. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't know this, this was like. A, what do you mean, like a, a college <laughs> Halloween costume? You know, I think it, like, it could be anything, mascot? right? Like, it's like almost if you were to dress like up we as a giant. This topic over three hours ago, and 
The worst, okay, the worst part is this is easily the best question that we have on this list, like the most comedic potential. Like, Aaron, if you were to dress as a giant j- disappointment, right, you could probably dress up like Jimbo Fisher. Um, if you wanted to dress up uh, Jimbo in a clown nose, um, Darth yes. Saban. Um, I, I, I want to go as, I just want to put like a pillow in my gut and, and get really drunk and happy and go as Brett Bielema. Let's see what okay, so, we, one, so T-Bob has sort of answered as the show is right, going off the rails. Let's see what Aaron says. Alex Moran. Moran. Who? The quarterback from Blue Mountain State? That's a put deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be football themed over here. I never I never, go, I never I never watched uh I never you watched Blue never, Mountain State. All people, oh, you would no. love some Blue Mountain State. Oh my God, Tiba! Please watch Blue Mountain State. I I will rewatch it with you. I mean this uh, as politely as possible, Aaron. Blue Mountain State is much more of a you show than a T-Bob show. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I like to party and have fun, dude. Yeah, I mean, what? hold on now. But Aaron like was dumb, Alex Moran for when, a year, and he got kicked I out like of the TV house. That, that's a very good yeah, point. T-Bob He's just dressing as go. himself. Yeah, but I could see Tom. I could see T. Bob running a hundred yard dash with an Oreo between his ass cheeks. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. What what is what is Taylor made talking about in the chat that I'm saying that strength of schedule means nothing? Literally, my entire argument during the playoff conversation surrounds strength of schedule. Okay, you know what? I'm dressing up as Taylor made. I'm dressing up as a clown uh, for Halloween. Um, I'm sorry, bro. I, I dropped the ball in the Halloween question. Okay, there were so many good ones out there. And I didn't do it. I'll, I'll name one that I loved seeing during my college years. We all know Les Miles was awful at clock management. A lot of people would go like as Flava Flav, but with like the Miles hat, but the big Flava Flav clock. I always thought that was, uh, I always thought that was very funny. Um, Love it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Clemson's doo doo, dude. I hate, I hate doo doo. Um, all right. Well, Good we got to go. Brum, thank you so much. Sorry for screwing up. Use your words at the end. Like the Halloween cut. It was a good question. It's a good, question. Very good uh, question. Aaron, I hope you have a wonderful day. Okay. Shout out to uh, Dan Davis, B. Bean, Whitmaster Hart, Hamilton Keener, uh, B. Wineman, Kirby's Visor, uh, TaylorMade, uh, T-Pad, Oxid Shop, everybody hanging out with us here every single day. Uh, remember, we love doing this. If you want to, um, if you want to support the show, hit the like button, uh, share with your friends. Uh, really, if you subscribe to the pod and you rate and review it, that helps a lot as well. And also share it with your friends and family. And uh, sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you do, please use the promo code SNAPS, right? That's a direct metric that they can judge us by. Uh, and if you buy any Turtle Box Audio, uh, promo code SNAPS as well, right? Let us help you get sweet deals and good products and you help us in return and we all keep talking about college football and remain very happy major thank you to our excellent producer ryan brumley con cowherd uh the volume sports youtube channel and again all of you um aaron have a great day man peace 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.